Hey guys, welcome to The Real Shit with Brit and Wit. This is Whitney. And this is Brittany. And this is the podcast that's here to make you feel normal in your everyday life. All right, what are we talking about today, Wit? We are going to talk about making friends or having friends as an adult. It feels so much more difficult to have and make friendships as an adult than when we were kids. I know, right? So we've had some people write in, we always throw out there on our social media, like what kind of things do you guys want to hear us talk about? And we actually had a few people write in and say like things about friends, you know, friendships in adulthood, friendships when you're momming, how to make them, how it changes. And, and so we're here to talk about it today because it is such a real thing for us women for sure. Oh yeah. It's hard. You think as a, as a child, you're making friends based on your situation, right? You're making friends based on like what school you go to. And if you're going to, um, church or like, that's how you're finding your friends. And as an adult, I kind of feel you don't have that except for maybe work. If you're going to work, maybe you make some friends, but I, I don't know, even in my adult life, if I've ever, I have made some good friends through work, but that's like a handful of friends. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I kind of think back to like when you're a kid and like, we do this to our kids now, right? Like you go hang out with people and the kids are like, we're like, oh, they have kids. Don't worry. But the kids don't know the kids. And you're like literally forcing your kids to meet these other kids and play with them. And at first it's all awkward. But then by the end of the dinner party or the evening, right? Like those kids are just BFFs and yeah, they like don't want to leave each other. And they're like, when can we play with so-and-so again? Like what if as adults we had that scenario? Like I wish someone would just pick me up and put me in a room and say, okay, you have to now play with them for the next hour and get to know them. <laughs> That'd be so much easier, right? Just forced friendships and then... Oh my gosh. I think you would like be good so reality. good at that too, though. You could put... We could put you in a room and you would leave. It's just like the grocery store. Like you would leave with <laughs> phone numbers. <laughs> That's part of being outgoing. But here's the thing. You think because someone's outgoing, right? I can make friends easily, but it's still a weird thing. I am not everybody's cup of tea. And and I and I definitely have insecurities when it comes to like friendships and stuff. So we're going to talk about that and and kind of just talk about the different routes of making friends change throughout the years. Um one thing that Wit and I have talked about before is the dynamic of whether or not you you still live in the place where you grew up and went to school, right? Yeah, because you have those people that have these long-term friendships that they've been friends since they were in elementary school, you know, and they go and do a girl's trip every year or they hang out with their longtime girlfriends forever. And then there's people like Britt who don't, you know, people move or people change or, and you don't, you don't have that. Yeah. And so I always kind of thought, oh, like I don't, I would see kind of those things on, you know, social media and, and, and you get almost a little bit of those jealousy feelings of like, oh man, I wish I had that tight knit group of girlfriends, you know, from high school and beyond that we go on these girls trips every year, whatever it is. Like, I wish I had that. And I always kind of thought it's because I moved, you know, my senior year across the country, no less, not just moved like a different city, but across the freaking country. And, but, but come to find out like through Wit and I's conversations, it's, it's not just that like Wit does live where she grew up and went to high school and doesn't really have those friendships anymore either. So we want to kind of talk about just the dynamics of that. Like Wit kind of tell me how that happens. How do you grow up, go to high school and not still have that same group of friends? So I grew up with a group of friends from like elementary school on. And, 
you know, I mean, it's, it's not to say that we're not friends anymore, but we're definitely not close. Like I don't, I couldn't even tell you in person really the last time I saw some of them. We're obviously friends still on social media, but you know, we, we grew up, we're very close. We were kind of all in, we grew up in the same neighborhood. So we, you know, you could walk to each other's houses and do all the things. And then I got married very young and I was in a different place in my life than the rest of my friends. Um, and then some of them started getting married. It, I was just in a different place. You know, they were in college. I was married already. And then I had a kid. No one else had kids, you know, and it, yeah. situations change. And that's just, we just kind of grew apart. And now we talk on social media, but we don't really ever see each other. So, yeah. So do you ever struggle with kind of those feelings I talked about too? Do you ever see things like that? Cause I wonder if there's other people that see those things and feel like, oh man, like I wish I had a friends that, you know, we were just the besties for years. Do you ever have those emotions? Yeah, I think so. Because those are the people, you know, when you grow up with certain people there, they know you from the time you were little. So they know all these stories about you and you know, all these stories about them and you have all these backstories and these ins and outs to your relationship that you kind of don't have maybe with other people. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely have that when I see, you know, I have, I have a really good friend who she does a girl's trip every year with her high school girlfriends still. And they're in their mid to late thirties, you know, so it's been a while and they, they still get together and it is kind of like, I wish I had that with, with my girlfriends that I was really close with growing up we all are in kind of different situations and have different dynamics in life, but I think that would be really good for all of us still. Yeah. Well, I think anyone out there listening that feels the same way we do, let's somehow figure out a, uh, Britain wit, Britain wits girls trip. Let's do it. Do it. Oh my gosh. That would be so awesome. Let's go on a we'll girl's create trip. our own. <laughs> we'll create our own girl power. No, but I do feel those ways. And, and so in my circumstance, I did move, um, in high school, right before my senior year and not only move, like I said, move across the country, move to a state that I legitimately didn't even know like what that was. Right. Like I remember, it's funny cause I lived in Utah for so long now that I love Utah. Like I don't need to live anywhere else. It's so beautiful here. But I remember being back at 17 and going, what the hell is Utah? Like I never there even heard of it. <laughs> what is this foreign land? Right. I had no idea. I also was at an age where you don't appreciate the beauty of things like you do now. Um, I also was in a phase where it was like, what? Like you're going to take me away from all of my friends? Because in high school, I did have a good group of friends. There was like a good little group of us. Um, and, and so it was like a devastating move for me. I was yeah. also very independent. So, you know, moving out here and like starting college and stuff, I did. I I did start to meet people and I am outgoing, but it's just not the same. And sometimes I actually do think back of like, what would my life have been like if I did stay and graduate and kind of go off with some of my friends to college instead, you know, you can, what if anything, but then I also look at it and I'm like, well, I believe my life went to paths where it was supposed to go here too, obviously. So yeah, definitely. um, I don't have... I don't have regrets, but I think my one thing I've always struggled with is just having to kind of create this whole new life for myself. And so it's kind of comforting to know that even people that grow up in the same place as they went to high school don't have those connections either. So yeah, I think people's situations change and you just don't, I mean, and I have friends that made great friendships in college, 
you know, and now they're really, they stay close to their college girlfriends. You know, I just, I never, I have one uh, friend from college that I, you know, hit up on social media, but we live in different states as well. So, but yeah, I'm actually, friendships are tricky. I feel like I have the same thing. I have like two roommates from college that on social media, we still follow each other and have like that good little communication back and forth of, Oh, your family's so cute or, you know, whatever. Um, and that's nice, but yeah, it's not like we ever get together or do anything or whatever, you know? So kind of the same thing there. But I also want to talk about reconnecting because this has been an interesting thing that happened to me after years. Let's see. I moved to Utah when I was 17. And I'm about to be 35. Did you move here by yourself? No. So my parents moved out here for my stepdad's job. And so I basically came kicking and screaming to Utah. Like, oh, hell no. And so I finished, um, so I finished high school early because I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to go do my senior year at a new high school somewhere. I mean, that's like every teenager's nightmare. Yeah. That would have been really hard. And so technically I moved. Yeah. And especially like I moved here all those years ago to a really small town that's gotten a lot bigger since then. Um, but it was such a small town that my fear was, oh my gosh, I'm going to go to this high school that has nothing but like people with horses in their backyard. It's like country compared to what I'm used to. And I, I was just scared to death. So basically I moved out here, um, and was already done with high school, but then had to wait a year for residency for college. And so yes. that was difficult too, because it was like, I was in this weird in-between place. Yeah. That's hard 17. to make friends. Yeah. And I don't know if we've ever, did we ever talk about the story of how, when I moved here, I hated it so bad. I jumped on the Greyhound bus. Yes. So, I mean, there's that story. So I had a, a little hot minute there, maybe a few months of <laughs> not being here. <laughs> I don't even that remember what episode. That was nuts. <laughs> I don't remember what episode. I think that was a Q and A. I think that was a Q and A. Something about the dumbest things we've ever done. <laughs> Thank goodness I'm still alive, basically. For real. But so then, let's say once I did come back. At this point, I was 18, and I had to wait a year for residency. Um, and and so I thought, you know what? I just need to get a job, and and try to make the best of this and, and try to meet people and do what I can. I can't just sit around and cry over this. Right. So I ended up getting a job at a really nice resort and in the restaurant. Um, and you know, I would meet people here or there, but, oh, oh, I was saying that my, my parents did the whole church thing. Oh, for a minute, like went to LDS church. Right. And, um, and so I kind of dabbled in that for a minute, but when you don't grow up in the church, like it's such a hard transition and lifestyle change. And so here I grew up in a small town. Yeah. Well, and I had friends growing up, like what we did for fun is we would go camping and, you know, drink and, you know, go to parties. And that's kind of like how I grew up. Like that was our fun. And so now here I'm kind of getting into these groups of people that are doing way more clean fun. And it's like, let's go play church volleyball with each other and go to the church talent show and things like that, where at first I would have been like, okay, you're lame. Um, but I, 
No, but it, you know, that was just a, a rude awakening for me because once I started hanging out with these people and going and I realized like, wow, these are really like good, nice people that are like accepting me and, and that I don't live here. And, um, you know, there's parts of it that were kind of nice. Like you're like the new shiny toy. And so all the guys oh, yeah. were like, Oh, who's the new girl? You know, <laughs> who's this? Who's this? So I started meeting people like that. Um, and I, but I almost started living a double life if I'm going to be honest, like I started meeting people and making friends like that, who actually my first husband was in that group of people. So my okay. oldest daughter's dad came. Okay? So there was that, but then I also met people, um, through like somebody that my mom made a friend with. And then she was like, Oh, so-and-so has a son and a daughter. And it was more like, oh, okay, we're going camping and drinking. And it was a kind of more of my style of like having fun. Yeah. So more what you're used to. Yeah. So through those sets of people, I actually met a guy that I started dating for a long time and, um, really just, you know, fell for, and we ended up moving in together. And so I was really young, you know, like 18 years old and moved in with my boyfriend and kind of had this life, but was also kind of living this life of like, well, I'm still going to go hang out with these church people too, because they're super nice. And I made some good friends. And I kind of had this torn lifestyle for a little bit of like, what, what, how do I, what, what am I doing here? Like, how do I marry these? How do yeah. I want to live? Yeah. Like, do I want a guy over here? Do I want a guy over there? Like it was really weird and bizarre. And, and at the end of the day, I ended up, um, you know, there were some issues in my other relationship and I ended up going that kind of route. And I, and I lived, um, the church life for a few years there and, and ended up getting married super young and getting pregnant with, you know, my daughter, my oldest daughter. And, uh, so yeah, we had friends like through that kind of group of people. Um, so I think my point is, is it's like, so kind of like you, you know, I, I got married so young and started and had a kid so young that, yeah, you just kind of like start living that lifestyle. And, uh, and I, and I just didn't have this like big giant group of friends. And then, yeah. and then I went through my divorce. And so those friends I had through him, all of that changes. Oh my gosh. Let's talk about that for just a second. <laughs> when you get divorced, you just lose friends. I mean, I just, and I, I don't think anyone does it on purpose. It's not like, oh my goodness. Like no matter what happens, even with my divorce, like I don't think people necessarily chose sides. I think it's just people don't know what to say and they don't know how to help or what to do. And so they just back off and you just lose those friends. Yeah. That's the same. I know. I went through the same thing. I think, um, I'm, you know, I moved on pretty quick. And when I met my previous husband, I started to, and, and even that's an interesting story. It's like, I met him through a kid I went to college with. I started going to college a couple years before that when I first moved here. Right. And we saw each other like randomly and he's like, Oh my gosh, how have you been? You should come over and hang out at my apartment with some people. We're getting together, you know, this Friday night. Cause he knew now I'm this single mom. I don't really know people, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I go over there and hang out and that's how I met my previous husband. He was actually one of his roommates. So I ended up going over to his house for this hangout. Out. And that's actually where I met, um, my, my ex-husband, my previous ex-husband number two, um, <laughs> that never gets old. We always laugh about it. You're like one, two. And, yeah. and so it's like a weird transition where, you know, I had these friendships from, you know, my first marriage and then you kind of get out of that. And it's like, well, people don't really know how to act after you, you know, go through a divorce and things. And it's like, uh, well, we were already friends with this person. So they kind of navigate towards that person still, obviously. Yeah. 
And so here I am in this, you know, new relationship starting and, um, you know, I end up getting married again and, and I, and I make these friends, you know, through my husband now. And so it's just been an interesting journey, like not being from Utah. That's really how I've made friends is just through each relationship I've had or marriage. And then I think where I really felt like I had like my most solid group of friends, to be honest, is really in in my previous marriage when we bought our first home and we lived in a neighborhood that was like just starting, you know, just starting out. And so everybody was building and it was new and upcoming. And man, that is probably the tightest knit neighborhood I've ever lived in in my life. I've never been able to find it again. And I think it's like almost unreal that neighborhood, like everybody was doing girls weekends and movie nights and date nights and game nights and holiday parties. I mean, there was just something for every occasion. Yeah. So uh, one thing I do take out of my previous marriage for sure is just like, that was a really good few years of like, I've made some really, really good girlfriends, you know? Yeah. And I've never well, been able to find that again. It is. It's hard because I feel like our last neighborhood that we lived in was the same way. We kind of, we built our town home and everyone around us was building. So we all moved in and we were kind of in the same situation as everyone. Everyone had like young kids. I think we had the oldest kid at the time out of everyone. So like, but everyone still had like one or two kids. They were young. We were all in the same situation. We had all just moved in at the same time. And so then everyone wanted to make friends. Yeah. You know? And I feel like even though we built up here, it was kind of the same thing. Like, okay, this is a new neighborhood as well. So everyone's trying to make new friends. It's also not the same. Like I've developed some really good relationships here, but it's not the same. Like our last neighborhood everyone was just really close knit. We did girls trips, we did movie nights, yeah. we did all this stuff. And we still try to keep that up, but it's just not the same. Yeah. Well, and you know, that's what's, it's like sad, but it's also, I think that just is part of life. Yeah. yeah. You know, Agreed. because I, I talked to some of the, the women that still live in this neighborhood and it has continued to grow and develop and they've built more neighborhoods onto it and, um, you know, split boundaries and all these things there. And, and so I've talked to a few friends that I still stay in touch with and I'll say things like that, like, oh man, you know, I've never been able to find that closeness again. And they're like, you know what? It's not even so much like that anymore here either. Like it got too big, it got too big and people felt like they were being left out or, yep. you know, things like that. And so I think I just, I got in right at that perfect timing of just having that for a few years. But then again, you go through the divorce and it's like, people just don't, know what to do with that. Um, you know, like one of our very best friends in that neighborhood is also, you know, my ex-husband's uh, business partner. I mean, they own oh, a company okay. together. <laughs> so it's like, I was way good friends with his wife, but how do you navigate that? You know, they, they know. saw way too much of our dirty laundry and, uh, you know, you go your separate ways and it's like, I think the wife and I always just had this common, you know, love for each other and, you know, girl, I got you. I, I miss you, but it's not the same. We're not going to hang out not. anymore. Yeah. Your husband's my ex-husband's best friend. Like there's a dynamic there. You just can't touch, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, it, it just is different because before it's so hard, especially when you get divorced and you've had couple friends, 
You know what yes. I mean? Like it's not just one girlfriend you brought in, you yeah. hang out with these people as a couple like that changes things when you get divorced. It's really hard to maintain a relationship with one person when you're no longer a couple. Yeah. And, and that was a big transition. Well, and here's the thing, you guys, what you don't know is, I mean, that led me to wit. So <laughs> really, so how wit talks about this neighborhood and in, in the townhomes where everybody, you know, she had that experience that I actually moved into those townhomes after my divorce. And so that it's just, it all comes together, you know, but even then I moved in, you know, we met each other and we did the bachelor nights together and the girls yep. nights and, and really did have like that relationship there too. And then when I moved on and ended up meeting Mark and getting married for the third time, even that changes, you know? So, yeah. I mean, in all honesty, we were really lucky to reconnect because we did, uh, you got married to Mark and moved out and then, you know, it's just life gets busy and it's hard to maintain friendships. And we got lucky that we were able to get back in touch with each other because we did lose touch for a few years after okay, that. What, how did it even happen? I, I don't remember. remember. I was going to ask you if you remembered. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember. Weird. How did I don't. we like, get back in touch? I don't remember. So I just weird. remember ending up at your house. What in the world? What did we do? I don't even know. It's so great. It's so crazy <laughs> now to think back, but I don't even know how we reconnected, but we did. Well, we never had like a falling out is the thing. We no, we just, never had a falling out. It was just kind of lives got busy and we just didn't talk as much anymore. And yeah, what the hell even was it? Like, I don't even know. I really don't. I think it was it through social media or something. And maybe we just somehow reconnected. Like, cause that's the thing. It's not even that I fell away from any of these people in the past, you know, eight years of my life or 10 years of my life. It's just that life is always evolving and changing and moving. Yep. And, and, and it really, it all, that's all it takes is one person moves, you know, and then, yeah, I married Mark and I moved mm -hmm. and it was like, it's not that I'm not friends with any of you guys anymore. It's just now I live X amount of time away. We've got how many kids, you know, we're doing the blended family thing. I'm trying to now meet people in the neighborhood I live in now. Like, yeah it's, it, it just kind of, it, it's always changing. It's crazy. And it's well, hard. And I think it is. Do you feel like every time you do move or have that situation, it's almost like you keep one or two, like you keep at least one person from that scenario, but then everybody else is just kind of turns to like acquaintances again or something. Yeah, do you for sure. Like that? For sure. Um, the group, I, that group of girlfriends, I, I'm very lucky because a few of them are such good friends. Here's the thing to me, like friendship requires maintenance. It requires yeah. people to reach out and see how things are going and to set time and dates up and to go and do things and to make the, put in the effort and make the effort and all that kind of stuff. And, um, I'm just lucky that there's a couple women in that group that are very good at that because I'm not like, I will admit I am, I'm not good at that. I definitely am someone that gets wrapped up in my life and what's going on and that there's so much going on that it's hard for me to yeah. maintain and keep up on that. But there are a few girls that are really good at that. So they're good about let's go out for your birthday or we're going out for this person's birthday or come over for a movie night or, you know, like they're just good at that. But yes, absolutely. There's some people that I felt like I was closer to when I lived in that neighborhood that now, like, I don't really speak to them unless someone's invited me to go out and they're there. Yeah. 
It's, it's weird sure. how that happens, huh? Yeah. It's super weird. I think, so you bring up a good point of people. There, there are two different types of people. You have the people that make the effort and the people that really don't. Mm-hmm. But I think even when the people don't like yourself, it isn't that you don't want it and you don't want to. It's just so easy to get caught up in our daily busy, you know, you work full time, you've got kids, you do your thing, your house, your laundry, your cooking, your grocery shopping, all the things trying to take care of yourself. So, at, you know, at the end of the night, you just want to sit the hell down. Right. And so, the, I mean, there's even memes about this out there, right? You see those memes that are just like, you know, <laughs> 8 a.m. Like, girl, so excited to go out with you tonight. Can't wait for a girl's night. Woo woo. And then by like 8 p.m., like, girl, you ready? Oh, actually, I, uh, something came up. I, need I took to my bra off and I'm staying home. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I see one of those memes, I kind of chuckle because I think even though deep down inside, like we want that girl's night and we want that free time from our kids. And we want that, like, you know, whatever, when the time actually comes, that's so true. Sometimes you're like, Oh shit, I'm tired. Oh, for sure. There's so many times where I'll have a girlfriend, like something's been planned and it comes down to that day. And literally like an hour before I'm like, I am just tired. Like, I don't know that I want to go. I know if I go, I'm going to have a really good time. And I yeah. o- like, I always go, you know, and yeah. once I go, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad I needed this so bad. Yeah. Like, I'm so glad. But it, that hour before it's like, I don't know. I could just like sit on the couch and like watch a movie with my husband. Like, you know, it's all the excuses in the world, but I love that you said that because it's, I think that is universal. Like I really do. I think we all feel those ways, but like no one talks about it. You, you're never, it could be your best friend in the whole world. And you're never going to be like, Oh girl, like I didn't even want to go out with you tonight, but I'm glad I came. <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> I didn't want to leave the house, but I'm so glad I got out I'm of the house. It. But, but it's true. Every time you go and you do it, that is so true. You're there yeah. and you're like, Oh, thank goodness. I did this. I needed this. Yeah. No, for sure. I love it. But that's so, like, yeah, that's the thing though, well, with friendships, like it takes maintenance on someone's end. Right. So anyway, it does. And, and you may think like, I'm good at that, right? Like organizing the things and doing the things yeah. But where my fault is, is I struggle a lot with insecurities of like, do other people want to hang out with me? Especially when I meet like new people. Right. And I, I kind of sit back and I'm like, um, well, you know, she doesn't really reach out to me. So maybe she just doesn't want to hang out with me. Right. Right. But really? I'm not reaching out to her either. And what if she's sitting at home feeling the same way? Exactly. Oh, Brittany might not like me. So that's why she's not reaching out to me. <laughs> she probably doesn't want to hang out with me ever again. No, no. I think it's so true. There's so many insecurities when, especially when you meet someone and especially if you got invited to a group that's already established, you know what I mean? Like that makes it 10 yeah. times harder to be like, okay, well, um, I hope they like me and invite me again because I don't really know how anyone feels. I don't know. It is. It's easy to have insecurities in a group of women. (laughs) It is. And I think sometimes like I get in my head way too much about it because I am in like a weird space where like, thank goodness for social media. Yeah. Because I feel like on social media, I really do feel like, wow, I have a lot of friends and that's not like a vain cocky comment. It's like, it's because, Oh, I still talk to people from college. I still talk to people from my old neighborhood on there. I still associate with people from my 
old neighborhood before Mark and I bought our house now. Like, so you kind of feel like, oh, I still have all these connections, but then day to day, I'm not ever hanging out with these people. You know, it's not like we're getting together. And so sometimes I think, really thank goodness for social media because it makes me realize like, no, I still have connections with people. It's just everyone is busy, you know? Yeah. No, no, no. Thank heavens for social media for sure. Because it does help me keep up with like, you know, we talked about some of my friends from high school and some of, you know, I'm able to see their lives and see what's going on. And even though we're not really hanging out, like I still care about these people and it's so nice to still, to still see some of their life and what's going on and to keep in contact and to be able to message each other back and forth, like congrats on the baby. Oh my gosh, they're darling. Or, you know, what's going on in your life or, Hey, I heard this or, you know, it's just nice. Social media is awesome. And if you are keeping up on your friendships, even through social media, that still takes time and maintenance. And it's a good thing. Like, I feel like people discount social media friendships. Like, Oh, well, you're not really friends with that person in real life, but it's still like, there's still a connection there. There's still a friendship there. Yes. You, some of these people I've never met in real life, but I still like they're a friend. Through the podcast. I feel like you and I have made really good friendships of people we have never actually really met in real life one time. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. And it's like this tribe of women that, you know, you guys know who you are. You're listening. We love you. We love that. We, I love that. Like, listen, Whit and I had these earthquakes here in Utah a few weeks back. And one of our girls, I don't like to name drop, but who we met through the podcast, right? Lives in Florida across the country from us. And one of the very first texts I got was her messaging saying, are you girls okay? Like, I just saw this on the news that you had earthquakes there. And I remember saying to my husband, like, holy crap, do you know how nice it feels to know that like, I didn't even have people in my own family send a text and be like, are you guys good? But like someone from our podcast that met us, I mean, you can't discount those friendships because they really are real. They are. Absolutely. And we keep up with people that are like, oh my gosh, you're almost closing on your house. Like we're so excited for you. And you know, we've had guests on that we've made great friends with and, um, you know, burpees and burp cloths Our good, our friend Trisha from, you know, she lives over in Virginia that we had on. And like, I love keeping up with her life and knowing her. And if it wasn't for social media and our podcast, we wouldn't know these people even existed. So I love Oh, absolutely. Social media has been a wonderful thing. And maintaining and getting friends on social media, just don't discount your social media friends, I think is like my big point there. Because I do feel like people are like, well, I have a lot of friends like on Facebook and Instagram, but like I don't hang out with anyone. Well, those are still great friendships. Nobody's hanging out with anyone. Find a little maybe group of friends either in real life or you need to start zoom calling these friends and hanging out online. Oh my gosh. Well, that forced people, this quarantine has forced people to zoom call people for sure. (laughs) That's exactly what we're doing right now. So I know we're zoom calling, (laughs) podcasting each other. That's our new (laughs) life, but no, but I love the point you brought up with that, that don't discount those because right. Just because you're not hanging out in real life. Honestly, I'm to a point where I don't think many people even are, and not just because of a quarantine right now, but in general, it's like everyone feels so flipping busy that I don't think a lot of people are. I think you just, it's easy to look on social media and you may have went on a girl's night 
one time in eight months and you post those pictures like, oh, my girls. And then everyone's like, oh, it must be nice to have friends. You know, but it's like, well, no, you just documented that one time. That one night. Yeah. In eight months. The other eight months, <laughs> months nothing. Yeah, exactly. It's very true. It's very true. That's my life. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's my life too, but I know. But, but I am the girl that like, I always like to try to do bachelor nights wherever I live or whatever. And this is the first time I've lived in a neighborhood where nobody wants to do this. Like nobody. I know that's so crazy. Girl, every neighborhood I've ever lived in, I've had bachelor nights. Everybody bring a, a dish or food and we, we hang out. It's like the greatest time ever. Like Whit and I used to do this in our old neighborhood. And this is the first neighborhood where like, no one wants to do this. And that's I don't so know. Nuts. I don't know what to do with myself. Here's the thing. I was never into the bachelor until we started having bachelor nights. Like Britt invited me to one and I (gasps) thought, okay, well, this is a good way for me to go and like meet other girls in the neighborhood and stuff like that. Um, so I went and yeah, there were a lot of other girls and it was really fun. And I was like, I don't really care about the bachelor, but whatever. And then the more I watched it, the more I was like, oh my gosh, it's just fun to still watch The Bachelor to be able to talk to other women about what's going on. Like, yeah, it's not even about The Bachelor. It's about like, honestly, for me, most of the time, it's about the food. Um, <laughs> just kidding. But like, no, it really is. It's about the, it's about the girls night. And it's almost like a dedicated night where it's like, okay, we just know Monday nights after our kids go to bed, you come over and we all have a dish and we all just hang out and whatever. It's, it's not yeah. even about the show, but I'm more somebody who does stuff like that. Or like last year I started, um, I started craft nights at my house. Do you remember that? And I more did it with like my sister-in-laws because let's be honest, I was paying for all of it. And I was like, well, shit, I can't afford to have like 20 people over for, you know, a craft night. But, um, and that was something that was really nice to kind of get like the sisters together. But even that over time, it's like a few sisters had babies dwindled. And here I am again, just being like, I don't feel like I have like groups of friends to hang out with. It's weird. I know. know. Well, I definitely feel like I go through phases like that. Like things are going really well and then it completely drops off and you don't see anyone forever. And then you (laughs) kind of get this group back together and then it drops off. Like it's just life. Like we've said a million times already, life is just busy and friendships require maintenance. And it's sometimes it's just hard to maintain, but let's talk about this. Let's talk about friends that are worth cutting out Mm. of lives. Oh boy. (laughs) Where do we start? (laughs) (laughs) No, because I just feel like, um, as much as we all want friends, sometimes I feel like there's people who are holding on to friendships that might be toxic or trying to like rekindle friendships that the other person's not really reciprocating or, you know, and sometimes it's okay to walk away from those types of situations. Well, I think that's kind of what geared our whole episode as we had um, one specific writer or listener write in and kind of say, can you guys do an episode on like friendships in adulthood and, and kind of getting the toxic out of your life? And she's kind of going through some things that, you know, she kind of realized like, who, who are my real friends and where do mm-hmm. I want to put my efforts, you know? And so that's a great point. I, I don't feel like I've really had too many situations that have gone like toxic to where I'm like, um, you, I need to be done with you. I feel like that's more things I've gone through in my own family, like with family members, to be honest, not really like friendships. Yeah. Um, But I I do think last year, you know, I kind of went through some stuff where 
I just kind of like middle fingers to the air a little bit. Like, you know what? Like I'm sick of feeling like I'm a loyal, good friend to people. And I put the effort in and I do put the work in and I, and I'm tired of not getting that reciprocated. I kind of had a, an instance last year where someone that I thought was a very good friend of mine, um, in a certain circumstance we were in turn their back on me very quickly. Mm-hmm. It, it was almost like, uh, it, it was, it was scarring for me because it was like, wait, what, how dare you? You know, like I've never been anything but here for you, you know, and, and I, I'm thinking we have this great friendship and in a, in a setting of other women, she was very quick to turn on me about something that was like, you know, let's, let's put it this way. She knew she was in the wrong after all of it, you know, um, and did apologize and things like that. But in, in the moment, it was almost like it was so intense and so hurtful that, um, I've had a hard time kind of, you can forgive, but you don't forget. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely, there's been situations I can't really think of one in my adult life, but I've definitely had some situations maybe in high school or junior high where, you know, something's happened. I felt like that friend has kind of burned me or burned the bridge. And it's like, no, you know what? We can be friends and we can be friendly, but I just don't see it getting back to that level because now I don't feel like I'm ever going to be able to trust you again. Exactly. Exactly. And that's hard. Well, some things were, I think, I think the problem is, is some things were said in it in the whole situation that made me realize, um, like some things I, I I had confided at one point or another in her were kind of turned against me in a situation where it was like, well, if you can, you know, vent about this or that, then X, Y, and Z. And I was like, wow, like someone who I think is my good friend, who I thought I could vent about this certain circumstance, you're now going to use that against me. Like that's crap. You know, we were just way too good of friends for something to be said like that. And so bottom line is exactly what you're saying. Like, you know, and this is what's difficult is this is a, this is a, um, she, she is part of a couple that we are friends with. So that's what makes it hard is it's like all four of us hung out and yeah. this is something that happened just between us. And so now it's like, it kind of sours. Basically, the, yeah. It sours kind of the relationship on for everyone. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, again, I, I can, I can forgive and I do appreciate the apology that I, that I got, but it's hard to forget that. And it, and it's like you said, I can be cordial and I can be, you know, whatever, but I'm not going to be on that level ever yeah. again with you. And I think those are the things I'm realizing in my life of like, who are my real friends? You know, I, I had some people that, um, I did like a little business endeavor last year. And let me tell you what, you think people are your friends you know, but they're not, let's just call it what it is. There are going to be people out there that are just fake and they will act like your best friend for a certain reason. And when shit hits the fan, you know, who's really there for you. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, that's really sometimes the only good thing about shit hitting the fan is you, you realize (laughs) who and what's important, you know? Exactly. And here's another thing I've had, I've had a friend who is, she is the best person at inviting people and putting things together and doing all this stuff. And she's really the, the glue that holds a lot of our stuff together. Um, 
you know, and I, I've had her complain about, you know, there are certain people that she invites, 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 invites to these things. And, you know, sometimes they're like, oh, I'm, I'm coming. And then they don't show up. Um, you know, and that could be for various reasons. You know, some people I know have like social anxiety and some people at the end of the day just can't get it together to come and that's okay. But, um, this person who just, you know, she's like, I feel like I'm inviting, inviting, inviting. And it's the same people that just don't show up, don't show up, don't show up. And she's like, those are the people that I just want to cut out. So I just what kind of wanted to put that out there too, of if someone, if you're doing a lot of inviting and people aren't coming to the things that you're putting the effort into, be okay with not inviting them anymore. Yeah. And then also if you're someone that's getting invited and you are continually not going, just realize there's going to come a time where the invites are going to stop as well. Yeah. Don't be surprised when you stop getting invited. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, cause it's one thing to have something actually come up, but it's the other thing of like what we're talking about. There's so many times where it's like, oh man, it's been a long day. I would much rather just cozy up on the couch, but like I made this commitment, but then you go and it's like, okay, I'm so glad I went. Yep. I think there are a lot of situations like that where you really do have to just push yourself out of the house. You do. Yeah. And go and do it and make it happen. But yeah, if you're the person that's constantly not showing up, then you're not going to get invited and you're not. Yeah. You know what's funny about that? You're, you're talking and it's like my own child. Um, I have one child that's very social and then I have another daughter that's very like, she, this is the weird thing. She has so many friends in school, um, but she is the person that doesn't make the effort. And so a lot of the times it'll be like, wait, why didn't you want to go over and play? Wait, why didn't you want to go? Why didn't you want to go? I don't know. She's just a homebody, but it's like, well, honey, but then she gets sad when she, when she's not invited. Yep. You know, well, oh, so-and-so we're playing together and I don't know, I just didn't get invited. And sometimes I've had to like put her in her place and say, well, how many times have you not gone? How many times have you not wanted to go to the party? How many times have you not wanted to go to the thing? Like, honey, they're going to think that you just don't want to play with them anymore. You know, right. exactly. so it's interesting. It's like even your own like parent child, like I'm finding myself having to teach my kids kind of social behavior, you know, yeah, I've had to do the same thing. And even through this uh, with my 10 year old, for sure. My 10 year old does the same thing. She's a little bit of a homebody as well. She loves having friends and getting out and doing stuff, but there's definitely times where she just wants to be at home. And I do kind of have to do the same thing. Well, remember how last time they came to the door and you didn't want to play, they're going to quit coming to the door or now you have to make the effort to go to them or to put something together or invite them, you know, yeah. it's got to go both ways. So. Well, and I think it has a little bit to do with like, you can see that insecurity as well. Yes. Like in her, you know, she's like, well, I just don't know if they want to play with me sometimes. And I can, I almost, my heart goes out. Cause I'm like, oh, I get that. I yes. actually get that. You know, Absolutely. just because you're 13 doesn't mean you're an idiot who are feeling these things. Like mom even feels these ways, but through the quarantine, it's been interesting because like, you know, we're, we're, we're at how long now? Weeks, weeks, um, three months. weeks. Almost. I mean, yeah. And and, and, and our kids haven't seen their friends, right? And they haven't been at school. And so finally yesterday, just yesterday, I said, hey, have you talked to any of your friends lately? <laughs> to my oldest one who struggles with this. And she's like, um, and I'm like, let me see your phone. I, I kind of did an experiment. I said, let me see your phone. I kind of want to see your text messages. And she got a little bit weird and was like, oh, why are you up in my business? You know? And I was <laughs> like, I pay for your phone. I'll do what I want. And yeah. um, so I went through her phone and I was like, honey, you haven't texted with your friends since like the beginning of March you know? And, and so I said, let's try something, go through and let's go through and just say to each of your friends, Hey, what's up? I miss you. Like, how's it been going? Right. Yeah. 
And she was getting all this like outpouring of like responses and love and like, oh, let's hang out after this is over. I miss you too. I'm so bored. What have you been up to? And I was like, see how easy that is. And now your friends think you care. Yeah. And I try to teach her, you never know what someone's going through. One of her friends, I just found out that her parents are going through a divorce in this time. Oh, man. We had no idea. No, she, she's like a single, she's a single, um, she's a single child. child. What am I trying to say? An only child. And, and so I just said to her, I said, you know, honey, you never know what your friends are going through. Like they yeah. might, they're going through all this very isolated. And, and this poor girl's having her parents go through a divorce now that you find out, like she probably needs a friend more than anybody, you know? Yeah, exactly. So anyway, that was like my tangent, but it's, I think it's like funny to be the parent and it's like, we go through these things as adults, but then you're also trying to teach your kids how to be like social. I know it goes round and round because you really do learn in your younger years, kind of these lessons or whatever. But then as you get to, to an adult, sometimes things are crazy, they're busy and you just kind of forget that this is, that there's kind of some social standard to friendships, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I, this has been an interesting thing too. I want to talk about reconnecting with people. One thing that's been crazy for me with is right. So we talked about how I moved from, um, you know, Pennsylvania when I was 17 to Utah. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, right at that prime, just, you know, senior year moment, whatever. And I, and I really lost touch. I mean, here you are 17, who the hell yeah. keeps in touch at 17. There wasn't social media like there is today. Right. And, and so I lost all these like friendships, right. That I had really good friendships in high school and just probably this last year or two, I've really connected with some of the girls, um, that I grew up with. That's and it's fun. It's been so amazing. Um, and you know, one of my really, really good friends, we talk all the time now, like weekly. And I actually went and stayed with her when I flew back home to go to my cousin's wedding. And like, it was just so cool. And even to this day, we're both like, what the hell? Like, you know, this is just so neatly reconnected. And so I, I think that's been a cool thing for me. And then another one of my girlfriends and she's in North Carolina now. Um, but same thing. And if it wasn't for social media, like this never would have happened. And honestly, one of my friends I reconnected with is from our podcast and she started listening and she just said, I love your podcast. I have to tell you this, like everything you guys talk about, you make me feel so normal. And there are just those moments where I'm like, if nothing else, this is why we do what we do. You yeah, know? exactly. It really is. Have you had any moments wet where you've reconnected or anything like that with people that from your past that you like never thought would come back? Um, I, I mean, yes. And I feel like it goes in, in waves where I'll reconnect with someone and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that we're like reconnecting. I've missed you. And then it kind of does that roller coaster ride where it's like, yeah, we're really like reconnecting. And then it kind of drops off again and then we'll reconnect. And then it kind of drops off again. Yeah. You know, so that's just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I guess maybe I don't know. I, it feels like it comes in waves for me. Maybe it's just because I feel like at that moment, I'm really good at reconnecting with people and like staying in touch. And then my life gets crazy and then I'm not so good with staying in touch. So I just feel yeah. like maybe friendships for me go in waves. Well, and I think too though, but that's okay because don't you feel like we have those friends too, that you can almost not, you can go months, a year without even having anything to do with this person saying anything, whatever. But the minute you do talk again, it's like, you just pick right back up. Oh yeah. And oh, thank heavens for those relationships. I love those relationships. <laughs> I know there's just a like mess. low pressure. 
They really are. I have a few of those too, where it's like, we don't talk for months and months and months. And it's like, you have that understanding that people are just doing their own thing. And then when you do reconnect, it's like, well, we just pick right back up. Yeah. I love that. Me too. It's amazing. Okay guys. So I think we'll, I, I don't even know. Do you have anything else you want to talk about with adult friendships or? I don't know. I think, um, I think my main goal for this was just to help people understand that like, you're not alone out there. If maybe you're looking around, oh, I'm just such a big advocate. You know, this for looking around social media and feeling like crap about your own life. I just, too many of us do it. And so I think my biggest thing I want to get out of this is just helping people. If that is something you do or that you get stuck in, no, you're not alone, that none of us are out here with like all these big groups of friends. And some people have it, but a lot of people don't. And we're all trying to navigate through, you know, friendships. And even if you have one really, really, really great friend that I swear, that's all you need in life. It really is. You don't need a huge social group to be somebody, you know? Yeah, it definitely, it's not, it's having friendships is not necessarily a social status, you know? I think for me, a big goal too, is just reminding myself and maybe some others that friendships do require maintenance and you have to put in the effort. You know, I I need that reminder constantly because I am lucky enough to have people like Brett and, you know, that are willing to let's get together. Let's do things, you know, and I need the reminder that there are times I need to step it up and take that into my own hands and be better about reciprocating and, and maintaining the friendship on my end. So I don't know. I think that's, if, if anybody's listening and you do have another topic or something that you are dealing with personally that we didn't touch on, always reach out to us and let us know. I mean, we, we just, we really, like I said, we go through our own things, but I'm not in everybody else's minds to know what you're going through. So if there's anything else anyone's struggling with, like we're here for you. So yeah, absolutely. You've always got a friend in Wit and Brit. For sure. We're <laughs> here for you. Write us. We'll talk. If I could do just like huge giant bachelor nights with everyone. I would do it. We'll figure that out. We'll make it happen one day. And you guys until next time, um, you know, keep your friendships and do your thing. Um, be a good friend, be a good listener, reach out to those that maybe you haven't reached out to for a while. Um, and and honestly be easy on yourself in, in these times, but until next time you guys, let's keep it real.